Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to episode uh, 473 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. He's back from the dead. He it's a miracle. Risen. He is risen. Praise Jesus, he's back from Jesus. the dead. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, it was a tragic a, a tragic accident last week. I can't even remember all the details. You'll have to listen to the last episode. To, to <laughs> I mean, I remember there was like a Chinese New Year. Uh, Tyson belated, was involved. Belated fireworks. Chinese belated, New Year. Yeah, belated. Uh, dragon yeah, belated costume. Fireworks up the day. Tyson Gamble lost his life. Um, Bled to death. Lost his leg after an unfortunate firework exposure. And Jay was in like the dragon costume with Tyson Gamble. Jay was like the ass of the dragon in a a bladed Chinese New Year dragon suit thing. With fireworks in his anus. (laughs) Fireworks. Yep. What a way to go. But he's miraculously been resurrected. (laughs) 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 By what manner of... um, With the same doctors as... Dark satanic shit. <laughs> I haven't cleared his blood clot. <laughs> well, this, the thing is with this blood clot thing, I mean, it's becoming increasingly clear to me that Cameron Serraldo is delaying his decision on where he goes to coach next because he's still in with a shot at the Panthers. Yeah, fuck yeah. I mean, he may end up... <laughs> so he's just like, oh, it's a race between the West Tigers versus the blood clot <laughs> to see where he winds up next year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh and, uh, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, as you can tell, I mean, you still sound a little bit sick, a little bit like it's Man. there. Oh, it, oh, it's fucking there. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. It's it's like a storm fan at three a.m. on grand final morning. Like non non COVID, a non COVID related pangolin born super virus. Yeah, this it's this thing's fucking stubborn. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's funny. Like it was after we recorded that night on what was it last Wednesday night, and um, I think on the Thursday I get a call from you at about ten o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, "Oh, here we go. What's he, what's he up to? Okay, how's it going? Nothing." And then I just just background noise, background noise, and then and then I heard you telling <laughs> your step your stepchild that you caught her AIDS, and I'm like. And, and then that made, made me think, you know, shortly he must have called me on purpose, and that was that had to have been for my benefit. Yeah, no. And, uh, and but you weren't you weren't responding. I'm like, oh, it must be a butt dial. So then I was, you know, hung up, texted you, and said, yeah. Look, you know, you just butt dialed me. Yeah. Never heard back. I was like, oh, obviously, yeah, of course, man. He's with Tyson Gamble now. It it was <laughs> the, that Wednesday night was in one of the the top three worst illness re- related nights I've ever had. As in, my fever was at like I was pacing up and down the hallway, and I remember being angry at science because there was no diagnosis for what I had, and I couldn't get any answers from fucking scientists. It, like but, I was. But how many scientists did you actually engage? Was this was this like hallucinations or? Yeah, Google? well, like this is it in my fucking fever <laughs> dreams. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I'd already consulted with the top minds. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, this was fucking rough. So, thoughts and prayers, anyone that's uh, that's had whatever the fuck that was. Yes, but it wasn't COVID. Look, unless I just had a tipping point, tipping point of the virus load in my body from my years of activities, and all of a sudden a common cold tipped me over the edge. But who fucking knows? But that was your was that your first thing, you know, since like the the COVID, yeah, shutdown stuff. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I thought I was getting it on Monday night, but I uh, dodged another bullet. Invincible yet again. There we go. And, Pure uh, yeah, so invincible till the next time I. You do have to be human to, to succumb final. to human viruses, mate. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Look, I'll take it. You're a fucking animal. So they say. That's what they so say. So they the say, Glennie. So they say. I'll tell you what, speaking of animals, the other day I was at, up, up doing the school run. Um, outside, outside, kill school, and there's a there's a there's a street there, like a, just an offshoot of the of the main street, where it's like it's a cul-de-sac. Like, there's, on one side of the road is just like the school tennis courts and stuff. Down the end of the road is like the school shed for like you know maybe you know like maintenance or groundskeeping or whatever. And on the other side of the road is just like a long wall, and inside there's like an old people's sort of home. So there's no traffic on this road, right? There's no reason for cars to be on this road, and um, but it's kind of narrow, and it's, and so I was just parked there, like. Parked illegally, just idly, just waiting for him to get out of school in the afternoon, a couple of minutes before he was he, he came to the car. And this tradie comes from the other direction in his car, and he pulls up beside me and he starts fucking like yelling at me. And I had my window up and I was listening to stuff, so I didn't I didn't realize. And then I then I sort of looked over and I saw this guy yelling at me. I'm like, so I wind down my window like, fuck's your problem? And he's just going, you can't park there. I'm like, fuck I'm like, I'm like fucking so. And he goes, you can't, you can't fucking park there. Can't you see the sign? I said, yeah, I can see the sign. He said, what are you fucking parked there for? He said, are you going to fucking move? Ultimately. <laughs> and, then, and, and then he's like, oh, you, you, the fucking sign says you can't, the sign says you can't fucking park there. You're going to fucking, you, you know, you're going to park there and your kids are going to, you know, how are you going to teach your kids? I said, look, I'm going to teach my kids to mind their fucking business, pal. And then he's like, just like your up. parents should have taught you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, 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 so, and so, so then I've just got. He's just like he just kept going and going. And I'm just like, look, this is going to either end up in something or it's not. So I was just sort of just went like, just motioned like a yawning motion and just fucking wound my window up again. And I'm like, all right, I'm ready. If he gets out, he gets out. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But I'm not going to listen to this cunt for one second longer. And yeah. he just drove. He just drove down. He drove down into the old people's thing and. And that was the end of that. I was like, "Fuck me, mate! Like, like you parked in the middle of the road. You fucking give me a sermon about sermon about not parking." Yeah, but but see, here's <laughs> the thing, right? Are you are you parking across someone's driveway? Nope. It's like a tennis. There's a tennis court next to it. There's no cool. driveways. It's, uh, it's not even you, a, not even a paved footpath. It's just like you, grass. Are you doing that thing where, um, you know, if you're parked there, somebody mm-hmm. that's exiting out of another driveway can't see properly because it's narrow. No, no. In fact, Are the only thing... impeding thing's... another fucking human being? The, o- the only thing impeding traffic was that guy fucking pulled up alongside there, me yeah. yelling at me. There you fucking <laughs> and it was on. funny, there were, there, were, there were like three other parents' cars like lined up behind me because it's the spot like where, you know, where people do it. And, um... And when he started fucking grouching off, and then he when he drove off, all three of them fucking drove off to find another place to park. I was like, yeah, fucking cowards. So, there yeah. you go. Anyway, so this, so, this yeah. week in road rage. This with yeah, this week in in uh, in dumb cunts fucking trying to test me, or as I like to call it, a day that ends in Y. Um. <laughs> so, 
tell you, it's that fucking time of the year, boys. I know you're fucking fired up. Um, the only other thing I want to talk about, because we're, we're kind of doing like a merge episode this week, like the, uh, with, you know, not much going on this weekend. Um, I just wanted to quickly say, like, without hitting any news stories, what do you make of this, Glennie, where they're saying that on a full week before team lists come out, because we're not going to get any teams out until Tuesday because of the, you know, there's nothing this weekend, right? Mm-hmm. So what are you making of it, like, already they're starting up, oh, yeah, like, Brooksy's getting dropped for the first time in his career? Is it the a first time in his career, though? They I, I, say I, so. They say, yeah, they, that, this is what they're saying. I'm sure he had a couple of weeks in Reg. Anyway. First time dropped to Reggie's, I think they're saying. Right. Is this one of those ones where it's, you know, he may have played some Reggie's on the way back from an injury or something? No. no. I just, I, I don't know. I could be wrong. I just remember, I'm not going to say it was last year, but maybe the season prior where the same sort of bullshit, because essentially with the same fucking piece of shit, shambles, dumpster fire of a pack of cunts that we have been for a number of years now. So it's no fucking surprise that a couple of years ago Brooks was going through the same bullshit where everyone thought he was a fucking worthless piece of human garbage um, and deserved to be dropped. So that's happened every fucking week for about the last eight seasons. So it's, it's difficult for me to pinpoint <clears throat> but I still, when it actually happened or if it actually happened. I still happened feel like he, he did actually get dropped but I, I could be wrong. Um, but I, I just think Brooks is the whipping boy. We've spoken about it before. He's going to be the guy they, they come after. There's way bigger problems at the Tigers than, than Luke Brooks. Um, and it starts with the fucking, um, it starts with the chairman flows through the fucking CEO, um, the board. And I just, just douse them all in petrol and set them all a fucking light. Pack of Glenny, cunts. Glenny, the Glenny, I, I would, I would um, put it to you that the chairman through to the CEO and down into the rest of the board. I've probably gone the, haven't, the wrong way. Haven't, I haven't got haven't my water missed, right. Haven't but... missed, they, they haven't, they haven't <clears throat> missed a tackle. No, but they have made the decisions ball. to put people onto an NRL field that have the capacity <laughs> to miss lots of tackles. And that's their fucking job, to get that shit right. And they haven't got it right for a decade or more. Yeah. Yeah. And, and fucking tit for tatting with, again, probably pretty selective in his fucking targets as far as podcast hosts go, but <laughs> tit for tatting with a fucking... Some bottom feeding fucking podcast. Um, Did you see that one actually made it onto the pages of Fox Sports? Yeah, exactly. This week, just it was about, about two weeks after it all happened. What but. the fuck are you doing? You said many years ago, and I remember it fondly, where you were like, "Fucking, I'm not even going to entertain that. We don't fight down." The mm. county's the fucking chairman of an NRL club. Yeah. Why would you go to those sort of lengths to just? Fuck me, cunt. You've got way bigger problems than some cunt jawing off about the club from a, from a podcast. It'd be like him diving in on me. But I'm probably not a 50-year-old fucking bottom feeder. I reckon I could probably yeah, but you've also but you conversation also, with him. You've also got more than 3,000 listeners on a podcast. <laughs> Let me just, just quietly. Fair. But, 
it's funny, like that whole spat, that whole spat between those two. It didn't even. It, it, it neither side really bothered me that much. I mean, that guy is just obviously one of those grouchy fucking podcasts where they do nothing but fucking shit on things, and it's yeah. a single topic podcast too. Like it's only like it's just West Tigers. So yeah. how much joy is there to be fucking spread, right? And so so they're constantly like you know in the in in the doom and gloom because it's you know doom and gloom scenario most of the time. Do they time. just bully each other? Like if they're if they're multiple hosts and they're all Tigers well, they're just, fans? Well, look, look. I, I wonder if they've said something as bad as like dousing the board and everybody in petrol. And setting them a light clean. Maybe like that's fairly inflammatory. Maybe I'll get yeah. cancelled. Oh, it's for very it. inflammatory. Pe- petrol is Literally. very inflammatory, <laughs> mate. Um, the, the other but- thing is, though, that, that this this reeks of <laughs> is petrol that dis- the disassociation. Well, yeah, it smells like petrol, but the disassociation of people at that chairman's level. And mm-hmm. I've seen, and it's not exclusive to football. <laughs> I've seen it so many fucking times where where they live within that world. And they sniff enough of their own farts for so fucking long mm. that they think that the sort of behaviour and tantrums that impress, you know, other C level executives, you know, telling war stories, and I mm. fucking told this cunt that he can fucking this this, and fucking if you're going to refer to this, make sure you print it in full. Yeah. They do this <laughs> shit then, and they just assume <laughs> that the rest of the world's fucking impressed by that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas no and one gives a fuck. That, and everyone's just looking at him going, you are a fucking flop. Yeah. You mm. are an absolute fucking flop. Like the, the disproportionate amount of effort that you've put into this situation... Like, yeah, the amount of breath you've wasted, it well, says you know, everything this, about This the is the thing, because like, cause, cause like what, he, what he said... Should never have come out of like a you know the email or text from a from a, a chairman of an NRL club. I'll tell you, I'm um, sorry, but you, you know, say, saying, saying that like if he was saying that to Justin Pascoe to say why why he wasn't going to go on the podcast, yeah. that's totally fine because because at the end of the day, everything he said was kind of like was quite yeah. alright. I mean, like I, I I would not have any problem with a chairman behind closed doors saying who gives a fuck about this cunt? He does nothing but bitch about the club and he's yeah. not even a member. Amen. Like who, who the who the fuck is this guy to fuck, like you know to demand my fucking. <laughs> On this fucking thing, like I, I get that side of things, but and, and at the same time, like you know, like a West Tigers podcast, I can only imagine wouldn't be a fucking laugh a minute, and it would be a, a fairly a fairly surly affair but, for with, for good here's, reason. Here's the thing, though. What are you trying to say? It's now? It, it, it's not. I'm, fucking just, I'm just trying to say they, they would get them both in the ring for charity. Are they having a fight night with fucking Ben Hannett and Justin Hodges and Co. coming coming up soon? I mean, put them in the put them in you know the little twelve week fucking thing. Yeah, it, it, you know, like, like corporate box, whatever you know. Honestly, <laughs> train it, them both up, let them at it. It's not fucking hard. Hey, thanks, thanks for reaching out. You know, there, there's a lot of podcasts out there, and uh, unfortunately, we don't have time to to do them all. And so, it'd be unfair of us just to pick one. Mm. Yeah. What we have done, just though, the straightest is, of straight bats. What, what yep. we have done though is set up this special purpose email address for any listeners and fans via podcasts can send us their email questions. Um, and, you know, I'll like anything them. else, though, we do have a members contact section where financial members of the club can contact us, and that does get priority. Mm. Or he, 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 doesn't even have to, he doesn't even have to go that hard. All he can just say is, no, thank you. Mm. Yeah. Like, One thing yeah. I did, did get annoyed about, right, is the fact that you, don't, you didn't pay your fucking hundred bucks to, to be a member and, and therefore you're not worthy. So what about people, right, if you use last year's Red Cliff game? Mm-hmm. And and I, I – I, it was Father's Day, but it was 
it was a six-hour round trip for me. And I'm sure I wasn't the only Tigers fan that made that effort. And and I'm sure some of those people probably aren't financial members of the club, right? So, But mm-hmm. they go along and they support. And they come from wherever the fuck and, and commute for a few hours, which is an investment in time and money to get in the game and, and whatever else, right? And they fucking buy their jersey and their flag and, and whatever. But maybe they can't fucking afford to buy a membership or or whatever. But what about the investment of their time where they're fucking gone and sat there through just that's one example. Sunday was another one. And and there's plenty in between. They paid for their ticket. They got that. They got that. They got yeah, eighty minutes. Did they get eighty what, minutes of rugby league? So they're not. Those people aren't <laughs> fucking worthy of of having a fucking having a say about the club. Look, just like the fuck you know, out as, of here. as someone who as someone who manages a community with financial members, I fucking love financial members much more than 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 people that aren't. <laughs> <laughs> one, week to go, one, 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 one week to go this week in league.com forward slash shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking Glenny. Thank you. You set that one up beautifully. I set him up. You spike him. <laughs> I'd spike him. The look, man's I, too I, short. It's, it, look, it's, I mean, this, this is something. We, we could talk about this for another hour easily where it's just like. Please don't. It's just the whole, the whole, the whole role of criticism and everything in, in, about anything in fucking society. Like the old, the old classic, the old, the old classic. You know, I don't know who would be like Willie Mason or whoever fucking on on Twitter's like, you know, how many NRL games you played? You know, to someone who who criticizes a player's performance or something mm. like that. Yeah. And then you can extrapolate that all the way down the line. Oh, I didn't like the fucking meal. How many fucking how many years have you worked as a chef? Oh, that movie sucked. How many films have you directed, mate? Yeah. Like, fuck. How many fucking films have you done sound for? <laughs> fucking talking to your microphone cunt. Oh, that fucking that that song sucks. Or how many fucking dreadlocks have you grown on your head and played a fucking <laughs> a fucking so, a chord progression over and over that doesn't go anywhere and it's boring about some cunt? Well, why do you? Why do you? I'm in enough pain. Why are you going to do that? How many dreadlocks are you growing, Glennie? <laughs> zero. My son's making enough for it, but I personally have grown zero. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, here, little Jimmy Butler. Now, <laughs> uh, round 15 results. Let's go Thursday night. The Dragons 32 defeat the Rabbitohs 12. The Dragons 32 tries to Ben Hunt, Jack DeBellin, Moses Suley, Cody Ramsey, double to Ravalawa. Lomax four conversions from six attempts. The, the, sorry, the Rabbitohs 12 tries to Cook and Murray. Nicarima, two conversions, and uh, this one was uh, all thanks to a super impressive 32 points to nil first half from the Dragons. Mm. I thought, um, we've said it plenty of times already this season, but Ben Hunt with another great game. Um, I don't know how many people think the Dragons are going to make the eight, but if they are, he has to play like that almost every week. Um, But with the form that he's shown... I'm not sure I'm going to back against him. They also need to get that. They need to. They need to extract everything of potential that the, the players around him are supposed to be able to do. Because mm. this one featured Suli doing like you know Suli things for the first time this year. Yeah, I thought Lomax was obviously stung by some of the criticism that was yeah, coming his way, and it was he had his best game of the season. Mm. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't throwing the stupid no you know like you know tap-ons and you know ill-advised shit i mean he actually just played he didn't overplay anything and he was and he was great 
again, Ramsey again is, you know, casting off what he looked like last year where he was, you know, terrible at times. And now he's starting to become the players that the Dragons fans, have, you know, have been begging to bring into the into the team. Yeah. Mm. And um, Amon had some, some good moments as well. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to take time. I think his style of game is is going to take a while to settle into and find it's the NRL version of his game. I'm sure he was a superstar coming up with the you know the fancy stuff that he's got. I just feel that um, he's probably got to take a few lumps for that game. Just don't to... fucking just don't drop him. Just let him let him <laughs> yeah, in there. With the, the only time way to, do it, to get know? that is to get reps, and and you yeah. can't get him if you're playing reserve grade. So um, for South. I felt like they were starting to find a decent vein of form and and play towards their potential if they you know even if they still had a way to go but this this game sets them back significantly I thought they they see us really shouldn't have let the dragons get anywhere near them instead the dragons blew them off the park in 40 minutes yeah and we saw Ilias get get hooked pretty early on in the piece mm. but honestly yeah, I re- he he did. It. He had like a, there was there was one sort of bad miss he had with um the Ramsey try, I think. But honestly, like I, you know, maybe it was was he just being hooked because someone had to be hooked to kind of try and wake him up or something? Because yeah. I mean, Campbell Again. Campbell Graham Campbell Graham was getting fucked up. Yeah, but yeah, he was getting fucked up. In fact, Cam Murray was getting fucked up. Like, I mean, these are, there's a, there are a lot of players who. Should lower no a lot fucking better. Yeah, and and I guess someone like Murray could could cop it, and he's probably the type of leader that would. Yeah. Um, and and it would send more of a message to the rest of the playing group than taking your rookie halfback and hooking him and and jolting his confidence when he's already taking enough of a beating this year, given that he stepped into Reynolds's shoes. And just with the incessant fucking Adam Reynolds or Reynolds moon headlines. boots, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And with the constant, oh yeah, you know, Broncos won the trade kind of mm. theme to to you know news articles and things like that. I mean, Paul Paul Cunt was already under enough fucking pressure. Exactly. And you know, I guess it'll you know say a lot about the coach and him, you know, how he bounces back. And sure. I guess if you know if nothing else, he's got a couple of weeks to bounce back. Exactly. And get and get his head straight. Anyway, fuck but, the oh, yeah. Yeah, second half. I mean, the the, the rabbits went back to back really, you know, really quickly. But and the dragons had a period there with the player in the bin, but they were, you know, they were okay. And I think they were they were sitting on the lead a little bit mm. in the second half. Uh, the opportunity certainly didn't open up like they did in that first half. But at the same time, the rabbits, apart from when they just went bang bang early in the second half, there, once that tide was stemmed, they didn't really look like they were going to run them down either. And and I don't think the Dragons are are quite as yet the side that that goes on with it. You know, I think they they took advantage of opportunities in the first half and and they did they were good enough to do that, but they're not clinical to then, you know, like you say with withstand what the Rabbitohs could throw at them and then put another three or four tries on to to continue the route. <laughs> yep. You got socials there. Socials. I was just wondering if you had socials this time, or if you if you were having socials off because you were dead. No, I'll tell you what. Socials never sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Brendan, he said Lomax seems to be on the game plan of getting Cody Walker's head tonight, and it's working. 
Walker is defending like he's been training with Noffa. One-eyed Tiger said Souths have kicked themselves out of the competition again. <laughs> Devonhead said, so Mars bars melt faster when you're jumping up and down celebrating try after try after try. Who knew? And Warren, he said, so Souths are getting flogged with 11% possession at the 30-minute mark, so Dimitri decides the halfback needs to be benched. Mm. What the fuck? His forwards are getting yeah. flogged, and his captain, 5'8", is carrying on like a pork chop, but I think taking the halfback off will fix the problem. And they never had yeah. the ball to do anything anyway. Like, I mean, they were right. Like, with the with the way that the possession was at that time. Like, what was he supposed to fucking do? It, like, well, again, it reeks of, like, do you remember the the, the shit with Ben Hunt? When, yeah. when St. George had him and, and he wore seven, but it was, well, okay, you, you can play at seven, but then if we're, if we're down and we need to come back, I'm benching you and putting fucking Widdop in and like just yeah. weird shit like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, how, how the fuck are you supposed to develop somebody? And they go, oh, okay, so, so this is what I need to do. If we're down by 30, this is how I get us back into the game. As fucking impossible as that is. You know, how, how do you do that from the bench? Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. Anyway, anyway, All right. on to the next one. That's all socials, okay. Uh, the Cowboys, 28, defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls, 26. Brookie, the Cowboys tries to Valentine Holmes, a double. Nanai, Robson, and Lemuelu with tries. Uh, Val, four conversions. Manly's 26 came through a double to Christian Tuipolotu, uh, a double to Lachlan Croker in the fucking game of his career, and uh, Rubes with the other try, and uh, three or five conversions. Um this one was fucking like the, the fucking result of the game overshadows the fact that it was probably like the, the fucking certainly 70 minutes, the best performance of the season by far from Manly. And, um, and uh, poor old Lachlan Croker had the fucking best game of his career. Well, certainly if not the best game of his career, the best like five or seven minutes of his career where he went like 40, 20 try, try. <laughs> and it's like, and it was like that rare, it was that rare, it, the only time I've ever really seen something like that from a player who's kind of like a maligned player and a player that doesn't, you know, get a lot of like accolades or anything was the, earlier in the season when Ray Stone had that fucking worldie to yeah. finish, the, finish the storm off. Yep, yep, and it was yep. like, it was, a similar, it was a similar sort of thing to that where you're just a guy that, you know, cops it and he's fucking just has a great time. Um, and it's it's so fucking disappointing because they like it was for seventy minutes a fucking great great performance. Um, I've got some massive problems with the turning point of the fucking game, which was the 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 try that was where when you got Sutton as your referee, you kind of always half wondering how he's going to try and fuck you. But much to his credit, Sutton actually. <laughs> was pretty much down the line. And that try he sent up, the, the one that turned the game that he sent up as a no try because the, the Cowboys player was offside. And then the bunker looked at it and goes, oh yeah, he ran 10 metres when he ran like four to six metres. Six, four is what I think. Six is me being you know generous. And then the, the mistake, that mistake from the bunker was what gave them the impetus to kind of jump up and, uh, and you know, pump themselves up. And then like the last fucking couple of minutes were obviously unforgivable. Um, from the you know because I mean, they still had the, they still had the opportunity to close it out but um you know the Cowboys had their fucking heads up after that one and um the rest is fucking history um also that fucking try that um who scored that try was it Valentine Holmes the one where where um Cohen Hess jumped up and like in, in the contest with Ruben Garrick and then sort of the ball sort of flew backwards and then they kicked it from right over to the left and then I think it was Val I think it was Val that scored that try fucking. 
that try as well was ridiculous. They go, they send it up and they check for the contact, which was fine. Like I had no problem with that. They checked with the fucking way the ball came out. It was fine. I had no problem with that. But what they didn't check was the fact that fucking Hess was a meter in front of the kicker and was offside in the first place. And this shit like that from the bunker, it drives me fucking crazy. And it's not, and it's not this game as well. It's like, it seems to be happening to me like four or five times every fucking week. And, um, when you've got a bunker that can look at stuff over and over and over again with all the angles, I think, that, you know, you can forgive referees. I cannot forgive the bunker. But also, I cannot fucking forgive the fucking Manly Ring Seagulls for the last three minutes of that fucking game because the shit was fucking not good enough. And fucking, yeah. And it sullied what would have been a fucking great win. <clears throat> a loss sullied what would have been a great win. Story, yeah. story of my fucking rugby league sporting career, Nathan. Yeah, I'll but I mean, what, the, the closest the Titans have come to that great win. The Titans, the closest the, the closest the Titans have come to that great win was that Titans game. And I mean, that wasn't a great win. I've got to love how you just postured up. You're like, this cunt, he's fucking stepping up. Oh, how fucking crushing. How, 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 how very fucking dare you? Let's remind you who he fucking supports. <laughs> but there's an, there's enough for both clubs here, I think. Like, Agreed. Ma- well, Manly, Manly haven't been spoken about in the, in the same circles as the Cowboys this year. You know, there's the, the that top tier again of teams. And while Manly were probably in the second tier coming into the end of last year, they really haven't been there or even thereabouts this year. Whereas the Cowboys have. The Cowboys have been seen as the big improvers, the form team of the competition. You know, they, um, they took out Melbourne... They had a really good performance against Penrith, um, you know, flogging Parramatta, and and for Manly to be in that game with them, I think there's enough for them to take out of it. That okay, they're, yeah, they're probably considered to be in the upper echelon. After the been. two weeks, I think after having two weeks off, then then they might start taking things out of it. That's it. But but for the cows, th- that belief is priceless. That belief to be in situations where where it's not over until they decide it's over. That's that's the sort of, sort of stuff that will galvanise that group even further. And I still love the way that the Cowboys' success is spread across that team. You know, everyone to a man was in there and was contributing and have improved incrementally over what they were producing last year. I think that that's the big win for that team. Um, I think that highlights the difference between a team like the Cowboys, um, very much the, the the epitome of of team. Whereas the Broncos, you know, you can with what they've got from Reynolds, he does make the guys around him better. But if Reynolds was touch Woody out for the season, would you would you back the Broncos to make the eight as opposed to him in the side? Whereas the Cowboys, would you, would you back the would you back the Broncos to get better, continue the way they are, or drop off if that was the case? I reckon it might rub off eventually. You know what I mean? The Reynolds rub. I think what, it might. If he, if, he, if he was ruled out for the season, I think that they their performances would get gradually worse across yeah, the rest yeah, of the yeah. season. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. like I don't think they could maintain or improve without you know what I mean without him. But I don't think the the Cowboys would spiral if you took like if you took several out for the season. Fair enough, but yeah. there's not like maybe a, you know a town Malolo is probably going to have a big impact. But it's yeah. as, as yeah, to Jay's point, I think. But, but that, some of their young guys, I think the young guys have got they got him covered. Mm. 
Like, you know, but maybe not look, like again, in a numerical statistical sure. thing, but I think in terms of impact. Like, yeah. I appreciate your point, and, but a season's a long time. I think if you mm-hmm. take Val Holmes out of that side over, yeah. the course, over a whole season, yeah, yeah. That, that would severely affect it. There's probably half a dozen guys in there that they, they couldn't afford to lose for a season. Yeah. But just yeah. over the course of an 80-minute game, there's, yeah. there's enough of, you know, like you were saying. Yeah. Um, I was agreeing with you, though, right? No, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah. No. yeah, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, and I think uh, it's important. It'd be important if, if, like Manly, could lose Marty to power for the season, because because one of the one of the, the my key point things, wasn't teams losing plays they want to lose because because one because one of the key things in this game was with the the opening rotation there with with garlic sauce on the Cowboys scored zero points, and when they took him off, they scored the three tries when they took him off with eight minutes to go, and they scored the two tries in the first half when he went off for the, the first stint, and Marty to power fucking offers nothing. Cunt's washed. I mean, he must have to retire at the end of the year because I can't see who who's going to want to throw him a contract unless it's like the Dragons, maybe. Because I mean, let's, he's probably an upgrade on Aaron Woods, but like, but other than that, sorry, the Dragons. I mean, like, so I can't I can't see where he would fucking end up. But my God, you're, what a fucking liability! Tigers. Yeah, well, you know, but homecoming I, I, of sorts, right? It was on the tip of my tongue, but, and I couldn't bring myself to say it. Yeah, it's home, <laughs> homecoming of sorts, and um. And yeah, and the, and the other pleasing thing is, of course, the, the Cowboys went through this season with some ridiculous stat, and I can't remember the exact, fear, but it was like something like they hadn't they hadn't conceded a point between like the fortieth and sixtieth minutes or some shit, and um and Manly scored most of the points in that in that period too. So I mean that was kind of pleasing as well. But um overall, like I was fucking furious after this game, fucking to the point where, like you know, that I haven't been almost ever. <laughs> I've got yeah. to be honest. Maybe the 2007 grand final. I was pretty fucking angry after that game. But, like, honestly, like, I had a level of, like, to the point where I didn't watch a single fucking game on Saturday. I was, and I didn't go to bed till like, 12.30. And I was just, just from fucking, just from literally fucking fuming. Like, I was, stayed, I was stayed up all was, night just fucking rubbing the ears off it. I was just, I was just, no, no. I was, I was too, my, the blood, the blood was all fucking, the, the blood was too hot. It was all, it was all fucking boiling. Like, I was just, there was no fucking, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> but the next game made it a little bit better. So, <laughs> there we go. So, Joshua, he said, how poetic that the no look pass is the final dagger. Oh, fucking oath. Like, too. Yeah, that, yeah, that, oh, yeah. Let, let me start on him and fucking Jason Saab as well. I mean, it's a longer discussion to have about Josh Schuster and the verdict won't be in for, for, you know, probably not this time next year, but like, you know, sort of April next year probably we'll be able to talk about it and give like a sufficient verdict. But he is not my fucking 5'8". I'm going to go on the record right now. There you go. He is not, he is not my six. So Ben, the Cowboys fan, he said, uh, well, we had to click into second gear for the last 10 minutes to get that win. Pretty easy for the boys. <laughs> um, Michael. Running it uh, straight at you, Nate. He said, "Surely, Nathan loses any privileges to describe a non-manly team as faders. Parramatta finals run plus Raiders second half efforts plus Titans capitulations are nothing compared to what is the biggest choke in NRL history. You've earned it, Manly. Well done." Ouch. Uh, Brendan, fucking idiot. Who was that guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, what's that guy of, what, what's that guy's full name and click on his post and tell me where he lives the and let me google his address the background of his picture is green it's very green I'll leave it at that <laughs> uh, Brendan he said maybe the highest paid player in the game could spend some of his wages on extra ball security practice you would think getting paid all that money would make you good enough to not lose your team the game 
he would. Well, he didn't um, lose the team the game. I mean, that was the mistake that ultimately was the, was the end of it. But I mean, through the game, I mean, the amount of tries that he generated, his kicking game was fucking unbelievable through that game. And overall, his game was very good. But what, what a fucking unfortunate... You know, it's a fucking attempted hero play, which is just... I get that fucking players, you know, that are in that, that position want to, you know, do that shit. But... Is there a luck thing? You could you could throw... Oh, there's a fucking As huge in, luck. Like if, if, I, if I cast my mind back... One of the, the differences between, you know, not and not that it's, it's this fucking simple, but you look at somebody like Joey and somebody like Kamali. Yep. It, it was that when Joey went for these plays, they came off. And when Kamali did it, they got fucking intercepted. Yep. Also, you know, I mean, but on this, I mean, this was also like, you know, great Cowboys defense as well. I mean, whereas instead of trying to fucking, like, I get trying to win the game, but. There's like three minutes left, two and a half minutes left. The alternative is you could just turn it inside and just run it straight up the guts through the forwards for fucking four tackles and try and dribble it in and fucking earn a repeat set yeah, or something. like. It. I mean, which, you know, doesn't win the game, but it takes most of the time off the clock and, you know, and it gives you, puts you in a better position, you know, sort yep. of that, that sort of thing. So, yeah, that's it. A lot of things had to go like, you know, exactly the wrong fucking way or the right way if you're a Cowboys fan. And uh, unfortunately it did. Um, Richard, he said, Lachlan Croker played the game of his life. Sort of performance that deserves something. A defeat is something, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. On to the next one. All right. Uh, the Melbourne Storm 32 defeated the Brisbane Broncos 20 down at uh, the Korean Housewife in Melbourne where they play all their games. The Melbourne Storms 32 tries to Tui Kamikamika, Cameron Munster, a double to Jerome Hughes and a double to Dean Eremia. Um, Meany, four conversions. Uh, Broncos, 20. Tr- a double to Oates. Uh, try to Selwyn Cobo. Try to Ezra Mam. Stags, two conversions from four attempts. Mm. I think this one highlighted <clears throat> some of the glaring differences between the two sides and where they're at um, with respect to the rest of the competition. I think Brisbane did really well and controlled the first half. Um which against the storm for any team is 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 a quality effort. Um, they then had a couple of just a couple of shaky moments um, just before half time and let the storm right back into the fight through Hughes and and Melbourne took that and and turned it into a win like that. The Broncos just took their foot off their throat for you know for a few plays and Melbourne sensed it executed and took control of the game and um, it was it was impressive to see just you know, the storm really identify that you know there was there was an opportunity there and and be good enough to take it um, I think for all of the raps on Munster at the moment and he's you know as as an individual he he would be the form player of the competition but um, I think Hughes is, and, and we've we've. This got, was the Hughes had, show, though. This yeah, game was the Hughes show. He's yeah. really becoming, you know, he's a little bit more low key, and he's a different personality to Munster. But he's he's becoming to conservatively just as important, if not more important, to what the Storm do. Yep, yep. I think Bellamy would have been super happy with this game, except for the very end of the game, because this once it, like the storm stayed stayed in there when Brisbane had all the running, they clawed yeah. their way back into it. Then they got right on top. Then they pulled away to sm- to have a very good win, like a huge mm. margin. And it was just that that intercept at the end that mm. just brought it in just a little bit closer. 
um, to kill it for 13 plus betters. But mm. also I think that would have been absolutely infuriating to Bellamy because otherwise it was a game where they had a stiff challenge posed to them, yeah. overcame it, dominated them, and they just needed to finish it off. So, you know, I guess there's still a little bit of work to do. Fair. Mm. What do we have to say on the Seoshals? Alistair. He said, I was surprised to see Glennie play seven for the Broncos. He should stick for diggers. <laughs> Terry he said, when you order Alf on Wish and they send you Tyrone Roberts. <laughs> uh, Kurt. Now, fuck, even I didn't know this. Ty- Tyrone Roberts, though, he played, he played he well. He wasn't bad. He was not I mean, bad. Considering he He's not as bad like, as what I expected him to be. He hasn't, he hasn't played for like 16 years or something, and he came out and put like a solid fucking stint in there. And right. overcoming the trauma of the death of Tyson Campbell at the same I, I time. Dare say, I, I dare say that it, actually that's when the storm started clawing their way back into it when, when Tyrone was off. Mm. <laughs> um, Kurt, now this, I, I don't, I can't remember if I knew this or not, but fuck. Uh, Kurt said, of course the Tigers had Jerome Hughes at some point. Did you know that, Glenny? No. <laughs> there you go. It's, there's another one. Fuck. Oh, there's another one. Uh, Halfback Hughes, fucking. Then you got you got Pappy and you got Fox on the wing. Where are you going to stick Teddy after all? I guess Pappy's going to just like what fourteen or something, is he? Or on, Ted, on the other wing, Ted, maybe? Ted, Teddy's <laughs> in the centres at this stage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Richard, he said Hughes is a next level player. What a performance! He controlled everything beautifully. Must have chimed in whenever needed. Olam, Kafusi, Kamakamika, and Meany also had standout games. For the Broncos, Oates, Carrigan, and Roberts were well, but they just were outclassed. When Roberts went off. They brought on super sub Billy Walters with expected results. He did fuck all until the game was over. Got a highlight reel moment with an intercept. Too late, Billy. There we go. A rare, genuine game review from our I like listeners. It. I what like a it. Fucking novelty. More of that. Yeah, good. Uh, the Sharkies 18 defeat the Gold Coast Titans 10. Uh, what are we going to call this one at Coffs Harbour? The Hot Tub Time Machine. At the hot tub time machine, a crowd of just over 9,000 in attendance. The uh, Sharkies tries to uh, Sione Katoa, Matt Moylan, Blake Braley. Nico, two conversions and a penalty goal. The Titans, 10, tries to Firma and Marziu with a conversion to Osako. There's reports um, that we, we discussed a few weeks ago that, um, you know, if the Titans lost in a, in a blowout scoreline, that uh, Holbrook was going to be sacked. Yeah. The Titans are doing just enough to keep games close without actually ever winning them or looking like they're going to win them. I think Holbrook might yeah. coach them forever. Yeah, well, it's I mean, never they, going to they, get sacked. I mean, there was the, there was the opportunity for them to get blown out against Souths the week before, and they just clawed back some junk yeah. time to get to like thirty sixteen or something. <laughs> exactly. So just enough. And then this one, this this game was fucking dire. It was bad. Like honestly, there were no there were no. I didn't see any Sharkies fans willing to claim this game as a win. Mm. I mean, everyone was just glad it was over. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and on that note, I don't. I've got nothing to fucking say. <laughs> nothing to say about it. no. I award this game no points, and may God have mercy on us all. There we go. Um, look, the the only thing of relevance in this one um, is that longtime fan Super Grover has officially become the best and most common commentator on Sharks games over across all of our social media platforms. So mm-hmm. he actually comments more on the Sharks than he does on his own team. Just when yeah, you thought you might have like that bloke any less. You might have muted hashtag Stormageddon, that's all. Because <laughs> no. like, that's all he's got to say no. on his stupid-ass Storm games. No, that's it. Look, you know, um, again, in a polite society, 
whilst an idea may be abhorrent, uh, we must respect people's right to have it. Uh, so no, I have not muted hashtag Stormageddon. Um, you know, just uh, as, as I, I haven't you know, in, encouraged him to, to stop using uh, Stormtard. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and no, you're happy com- for him to still call you his podcast friend? That's it. But uh, no, he, he officially um, likes the Sharks more than Melbourne Storm. Uh, Norts. He said, at this stage, having a bath with a toaster would coincide with a power outage. <laughs> Fuck these cunts. <laughs> <laughs> Make up for the time uh, you stuck your hand in the fucking power socket. Winston. <laughs> said, Sharks scrape home against cellar dwellers. Contenders, my white German ass. And Solzy. <laughs> said, this was a horrible game. There wasn't even any funny shit to comment about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, was it really wasn't. Bad. All right, the uh, the Panthers uh, forty to feed the Warriors six uh, over at the Strawberry Shortcake, just called Strawberry Sponge Cake, <laughs> Sponge Cake Stadium. <laughs> that was forty uh, to tries to Leota Edwards, May, um, Yo, Martin, and a double to Toto. Five conversions to Cleary and one to Crichton. The Warriors a try to Josh Josh Curran and a conversion to Reese Walsh. Obviously, see. you were you were dead, so you didn't go to that game. I'm going to no. assume. No, I didn't go to that Because you're a responsible member of society. Yes. Not disseminating it. your aids upon everybody Don't else. Fucking walk around breathing on poor cunts. Right. Um, yeah, fuck. The Warriors fans have been through enough. They don't need me out there fucking <laughs> sending them into disease depression. <laughs> Making them not be able to go home because they can't they can't get on the plane because they're too sick. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, I'd say like it, it probably struck me a, a little bit bittersweet this game as in as in the Warriors have given up so fucking much like so fucking much to be able to um, to keep the competition going over the last couple of years you know if you remember at the, the very beginning of COVID that, that was the linchpin if they couldn't get them here because they had to get them here and through quarantine and all that stuff and they might not be allowed to stay and da, 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 da. then there were the issues with family and and being away from them, but the, the the end of it, it just left me feeling a little bit sad for the players that they weren't, I guess, supported more from a fucking coaching and and senior player effort point of view. That's, I guess, the bit that that's disappointed me most. And and it's you know, like like Sean Johnson, and a lot's been made of him in in recent times, and the. The shine seems to have gone off his career. He's, he's no longer the media darling that he once was. Um, you know, not selected for any representative honours at the moment, whereas up until now, he was just a, a shoo-in. It was, okay, well, he'll he'll be in the Kiwi squad. Um, but but I, I really would have liked this to have been a game where where it meant something to, to the locals. You know, the locals have had them there as a home team for a long time. Um, or, or it meant something to the local community, but it, it really wasn't like that at all. So, um, but from from Penrith's point of view, they they kept on doing what they did. They got a bunch of players out on representative duties this week, and I don't think they could have asked for a kinder introduction. Mm. Um, in they that put... they all just yeah went went out there and and had a slightly harder than opposed training drill. <laughs> they put forty on them without getting out of second gear. Yes, yeah, so. that's it. So, um, again, it, it's fantastic to see the guys get out there and just run through those exercises with such precision. Um, that little trick scrum play that that Cleary ran to, to put Edwards through was 
was beautiful. But then you start to double question that and go, well, hang on, how, how many teams does that work on? Mm. You know, yeah, yes, it looked pretty, and yes, it was executed in, in the most slick of fashions. But you know, how, how often how often can you run that with, without poor Dylan ending up in a fucking concussion ward because <laughs> someone tells him not to be a smart ass? Really. <laughs> um, yeah, again, good good effort from the boys. I'm sad that sad that the Warriors <laughs> couldn't put up more fight. So, um, with all that being said, on the Warriors, uh, before you get to the socials, predictions for the Warriors. At Mount Smart, do you think that their mind has been on the return the last couple of weeks, and that's yeah. as that's as deep as it gets? Well, I guarantee or... you, they will blow the Tigers off the park. Yeah, and when what about when they play a real team? Like, what who's they, who they got after the Tigers? They'll lose, right? Because it'll be an adrenaline dump. It'll be a spike of emotion. Everyone, but once that party's over, everyone will remember that they're Kiwis, um, and they'll the be fucking like... more, you know. Once the Australian boys have gone and had their first look at fucking Hobbiton <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and had a bungee jump. But like, let's, let's be real for a second here. Like, playing 80 minutes of football is fucking hard. Like, it, it is fucking hard. And at the moment, the, they're not willing to do the hard work at the end of the game. Now, I'm not making any sort of personal slide on them there. It, it takes a, spe- a special, almost psychotic level of motivation and competitiveness and drive to play any sort of professional sport, let alone the hardest contact sport in the world where the game is designed to be a war of attrition. That, that's how this fucking game is designed, to see who can go harder for longer and run over the top of the other side. You know? I... I don't know who the Warriors have that brings that out in the rest of their players. Josh Curran. He brings He's it out. Sorry. Man. He brings it out of himself. Yeah. I, I don't know that he is quite at a level of his career that he can extract it from, certainly not from all the players in the squad. That's it. You know, well, Walsh, <laughs> Walsh is a fucking firecracker. Um, you, you could see, like, in the after the game when they're talking about. You could see all he wanted to talk about was how fucked off he was with the that try bombed close mm. to the end. You know, so so he's obviously a harsh critic for himself. But there's some work to be done in that club culturally mm. about what it means to get in and and flog yourself. And and again, I'll preface it with it's easy, easy for us to sit here and and talk about a lack of effort. Mm. You know, try try and do anything at all after you go for a fucking jog around the block. I'd be absolutely rude at it. My concentration would be out the window. I'd start dropping fucking decimals everywhere. And these guys are expected to make decisions after after 80 minutes of intense activity. But um, I'm not sure much changes for the Warriors at all this season. And moving forward, uh, especially with that coaching void, I don't know who they're attracting. But they may have. They may have. They may have their coach already. The man who's destined to lead them, finally, yeah. out of the doldrums. So I had a look while you got while you were talking. I had a quick look at the draw ahead. So yeah, you got Tigers, Tigers by Eels. Yeah, that Eels so, game's the challenge. So you reckon two out of three? They should. What does the rest of the draw look like though? Are they just, are they just in Mount Smart for the rest of the year, or do they have to come back to Australia for four? They they would don't have to. They, they got to play away games, though, right? Yeah. Fuck, um, let me have go. a look. Hang a second. Let me Not like look. they've done enough of those. <clears throat> no, that's right. Um, let me have a look. Let me have a look. 
So then, oh, so, could you imagine if they played all well, yeah, the games they're, at they're, home? They're away, Nathan they're away, they're away, they're away to the Eels, as a matter of fact. So, so yeah, and then, uh, fuck, they're still away. Then they're in Canberra against Canberra. Then they're home against the Storm. So that's, what, two games that they've got uh, in New Zealand. Then they're away to the Rabbits at Sunshine Coast. Then they're home to Bulldogs. That's three. Away to the Cowboys. Away to the Panthers. And home to the Titans. So, yeah, there you go. they got four games out of about the next, what, fucking ten. Yeah, so go. so so it's, it's all fucked it's dead they're over yep burn, burn it down burn it down is done switch the lights out and the um oh you gotta do the socials did you have any? Oh, um joe said dylan it was to replace teddy as fullback for new south wales and australia there you go do you hear that like that stat through the game like he's the the only one of the panthers Starting seventeen, that's not playing rep footy this weekend. Like, wow! <laughs> I mean, that, that that's got to get you've got to get in the bottom of some beers over that, though, right? Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, really? He's like, fucking, why, why couldn't, why, why couldn't have my mum gone fuck the dude on holiday or something? <laughs> Give me a chance. <laughs> <laughs> why couldn't, why couldn't Mrs. Edwards gone fucking got her groove back somewhere on a on a fucking beach? <laughs> Just scaring the fame family tree for a slutty grandma somewhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Michael, you said the Warriors need to drop Johnson, play Harris Tavita, Bulkman us together in the halves. It it's a fucking problem, hey. Yeah, it it's funny now. And problem. now the the media have increasingly started talking about it as well. Mm. You know, so it's becoming something that's so obvious for for everybody to to, to see is the is the you know one of the big problems. There you go. Hamish, you said, meanwhile, RTS hooked in the super final, challenging his inner warrior. There you go. I have no idea what happened in that game. and I have no interest in finding out. So, um, But uh, Hayden said, most of the Warriors supporters probably watched the Rugby Union game. All to be fucked there as the Auckland Blues got smacked around too. I bet the Warriors are looking forward to that first home game against the Tigers. It's probably the only shining light to come this year. Look at this fucking good deed you're doing, Glennie. You should be proud. No, I'm fucking anticipating an absolute fucking blasting. There we right. go. Eels 26, Roosters 16. In Parramatta, the, the Eels tries came through Dylan Brown, Isaiah Papali'i, Gutho, Sivo, and Marnie. Um, Moses, three conversions. Roosters 16, a double to Suali. Uh, Tupanu with the other try. Sam Walker, two conversions. Glennie, tell me what happened. I didn't even watch this fucking game. I was still in the middle of a rage. <laughs> I was at the bottom of a fucking rage hole. Oh, that's unfortunate. I think the Roosters showed once again that they they need Brandon Smith more than maybe we even thought. Um, their attack just isn't what we're used to from the Roosters, and they can't hang with the better attacking teams such as Parramatta for, for 80 minutes. And um, I, I'm still not 100% that... Brandon Smith suits the the Roosters' style, but he's he's certainly an upgrade on on what they've got happening around the ruck and through dummy half at the moment. But um, I think Para had another on game with their attack, um, which came directly off the back of absolute standout games from Campbell Gillard and, and Junior Paulo. Gillard run for over two hundred meters from memory and. Um, yeah, I, I don't know that I'm overly convinced on Parramatta either, to be honest. I don't think they've 
got the mental capacity and the and the grit to to hang with the the really good teams such as Melbourne and Penrith and come finals time and I, I also you know the Roosters for all they showed you know to get in you know through the first couple of weeks of the finals last year they they've had a, a low key dip and they're not on the same level either so um, yeah I don't I don't think either of these teams win the comp. Did you hear something about potential retirement of Kiri? Yeah, I, I heard some some mumblings, but yeah, I haven't seen sure. anything concrete about it. Yeah, mm. but um, I guess I mean the Roosters are, if you know nothing else, are a club that's super cautious and overly overly <laughs> cautious, which is probably how you should be. I mean, uh, mm. yeah, in in terms of like you know the concussions and you know and that sort of thing, brain injury. Yeah, yeah. which you can't fault them on. No, no, so say, say what you like about the Roosters, but the way that they have publicly handled concussion in in things like, well, no, 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 you know, reporters asking, oh, oh, Boyd Corden is due back this week. I, I remember Rob, I was like, well, who told you that? Oh, yeah. well, that that's just, that's the NRL's guidelines. Yeah, no, we go by what doctors say, not not when the NRL tells us. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he's, he's not even close to being back. So, um, the, the other thing the Roosters are, uh, fucking... Vicious, and a concussion retirement maybe the new a video of you doing coke off a toilet seat will, yeah. will surface. Mm. Uncle Uncle so. Nick's throwing the, the brown paper bag full of uh, full of photos of brain brain scans rather than MRIs <laughs> rather than <laughs> rather than uh, photos that his private investigators taken of um, yeah. plays with multiple surnames. That's it. Um, it it'd be a shame because um, he fucking always punched above his weight. But yeah, what do you do? It's not worth your yeah. fucking golden years, whatever it is. Uh, Terry, he said, "NYC Cup returns. Defence is not permitted." No, it was not. And Jordan, he said, "In decades to come, Nat and Egan Butcher will see this game on television. They'll look at each other. One will say, do you remember this game?' The other will reply, "No, to you." And he shake his head. The first brothers to fail HIAs. What a record, <laughs> Dean said Tedesco's statistics show high performance. Luckily for him, there are no stats which show poor decisions resulting in turnovers and missed opportunities. Tell you, is, is the Teddy thing just because he was so fucking high that, that you know... No, I, I still maintain that last year he had to do far more, carry far more of the workload because that team was fucked with injuries and experience in the halves and playmaking positions. So he had he he took it upon himself with some success to carry much more of the workload, and then you've seen that sort of seep into you know it's seeped into his performances in, in like the last Origin game where there were a lot of opportunities missed because he was just hogging it, and yeah. um and it didn't really it didn't really come through in game one of Origin this year, which makes me think that there's some potential hope for him. But again, in a team that's not performing and, uh, you know, how it should week in, week out with inexperience in the halves and like instability in the halves too, just with injury Mm. and stuff. I think, you know, that, you know, the Hogdesco mentality is still there. There you go. Right. Save for socials. That's it. Raiders 20 to feed the Knights 18. Uh, down in Canberra, the Raiders 20 tries to Trotrick, Timokoil, Savage, and Hudson Young. Uh, Fogarty, two or four conversions. The Knights 18 tries through uh, Glennie's mate, Kurt Mann. 
Uh, Matthew Croker, Edric Lee, Ponga, three conversions from three attempts. Raiders have now won five of the last seven. Um, this is and this was a this was a game that was like I mean I, I I'm loath to say it was like a, a faders game because I mean there was like a there was a it was a binning. Yeah. Like the, you know the Knights came back via a man advantage and scored two of their tries. You know during that period, but it was a game that they had they had a good lead, lost the good lead. We got it done. Yeah, I, th- I think they completely controlled the first half. Um, mm-hmm. Ironically, a try to the worst player in the NRL started turning things for the Knights and um, <laughs> sin binning early in the second half, as as you mentioned. Um, very nearly cost them dearly, and this was a long way from convincing against the Knights who have been struggling. The Raiders, you'd have to say, have been on an upward tick of form. Um Xavier Savage had probably the type of game that that Stewart was alluding to when you know he got he bristled in the press conference yep. that people have been pushing to to play him in first grade and he, he's like I'm still trying to teach teach Xavier the, you know the ins and outs of the game he's a young player and yep. and this game was a high, I thought it highlighted he did some great yep. things but had a few yep. moments that is exactly what Stewart said I'm loath to agree with Ricky Stewart but. Um, and saved from like you know another <laughs> terrible one just by the slightest of knock-ons after you know, heavy scrutiny from the bunker. Yeah, that was that was that could legitimately have cost him the game. Um, yeah, absolutely. But credit to Stewart though, just at the at the moment for continuing to give a player like Savage his reps and and keep him you know keep him in first grade and 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 run him. And he's made those comments publicly, which I would imagine um, haven't fallen on deaf ears for, for a young player. But, you know, I just think to have the coach stick with you is going to have a much more positive long-term effect than, like we said, with, you know, the Ben Hunt situation or, or what's happened with some of the young blokes at the at the Dragons where they're in and out of the side. And, and it's – I just think – you need to pump their tyres up, and yep, yeah. <laughs> if you want to decide long term, you know. And the King Kong balls of fucking Hudson Young oh. playing in a Ricky Stewart coach side on the attack with I think uh, on the second or third tackle, yeah. Back row putting <laughs> the grubber in, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and chasing it up the score. Like I mean, to have the balls to ha- to have the vision. To see it was on, you know, to see that Ponga was up in the line because they were short, and then have the vision, and then have the ability to execute it, and the balls to actually go for it with a game on the line like that. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, he's you know previously known for more for ripping people's fucking eyeballs out of their sockets, <laughs> but um, but that was a uh, that was a, a tremendous, a tremendously ballsy fucking play, and uh, you know, great work. Mm. You you would imagine Stuart pulls him aside in the locker room and says, "Mate, love the play, love the fact yeah. that you won us the game." Don't but ever if you fucking ever fucking do that again, yeah. I'll cut your nuts off. That's it. Well, I think he said. Well, I think when they asked him about it after the game, he was saying that like that was something they identified on video. You know that Ponga gets caught in the line, and you know, and and they don't have anyone sweeping back there. So I, I have a feeling that he might have been he might have practiced it. As well, well. It, wasn't okay. like, it wasn't just like a, a yeah. Well, it wasn't just yeah. It was just one of those things that you sort of look at on video, well, and again, you know it could happen. It be, might happen, and it did happen, and he went for it. You know, 
there has to be room for for decent coaching still. Yeah. You know, there, there has to be room for that to be identified, be it by Ricky or by one of the other fucking. Yeah, and, may, and maybe it wasn't, and maybe it wasn't Hudson that, that it was yeah. identified to run that play if the eventuality did come up. But That's he's it. he's he's paid attention, he's seen it happen, and he's and he's gone for it. You know. Yeah. Uh, Ross, he said, for fuck's sake, not sure how much longer I can do this. My own sanity. Maybe it would be better to be a Tiger supporter. No, oh, come on yeah. now. Send your applications to Glennie. Aren't you, head, aren't you ahead of the Aren't you ahead of the Tigers? You're far ahead of the Tigers. What are you fucking talking about? You're whole, you're you're whole three places up the ladder. That's it. Uh, Jake, he said, whoever the Raiders attacking coach is needs to be sacked. You watch any other team play, they spread with intent and formation. For as long as I can remember, the Raiders just rely on individual plays from one person for their points. Xavier Savage is the definition of rocks and diamonds, and I think he makes more negative than positive at the moment. Like this game edit. probably did, but but you know, I'd like to edit and double down on Savage not being there yet after the last fifteen minutes. <laughs> on a good note, Tarpany and Young are immense every week. Okay. Uh, Hayden, with five minutes to go, this looked to be in the bag for the Knights. Injuries and no interchange left the faders out. We're out there with nothing and no one left on the bench. Just when you thought the faders were going to fade in the second half, they pull some shit off like chip kick behind with Ponga stuck at the ruck and win it in the last minute. What the fuck did I just watch? Well, I think you described perfectly what you just watched. <laughs> the Doggies, 36 to feed the Tigers, 12. Uh, in Parramatta, the Doggies, 36 tries to Jeremy Marshall King. Uh, Karaz, Morin, Shoop, and a double to Jake Avarillo. Burton, six from six conversions. The Tigers, 12, tries to Noffa and James Tamau and two conversions to Luke Brooks. Unfortunate start for Alex Twole this week where he was denied his chance to get his try by um, dying off the kickoff, essentially. <laughs> and it didn't get any fucking better there, Glennie. What say you? Fuck all to say about this fucking rubbish. What a pack of cunts. Playing like a team that wants to get the coach sacked, <laughs> to be quite honest. Um, some of their structure and some of their ability to, to respond um, to broken play situations was fucking diabolical, which is terrible when you've got guys like Burton and Fox in the side. Um, Avarillo carved them up a few times. And to be honest, as a fan, I've said it before, you want to see effort and I didn't fucking see enough of it, or any of it, in, in in large part. And to to say they're a long way off the best sides in the competition is a fair understatement. But to to come to the realization that they're actually a fair ways off the fucking bulldogs, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, but mate, it's, it's an interesting point you raise. Like, how does it feel that that these teams have have inversed and crossed paths? in their journey this season as in the Bulldogs started as, as absolute fucking spoon favorites. Um, and the, the Tigers started off playing some, some half decent quality football and with, with signs of, of improvement. You had fucking, um, fucking what's his name? Mr. Million touches a game. Sting. Fucking sting. Tantra. Um, how many, how many touches did he have in this game? Not enough. Um, he should but, be the only one that touches the ball. But whereas the the dogs have have improved, and, and you know it's things like that combination with Burton and Fox is growing. They're both growing in confidence. Um, the the Tigers are regressing. Absolutely. 
and it's and it's as a direct result of mismanagement and mis um, poor decisions from board level. Um, I, and... I don't know why the Tigers board and fans <laughs> are not screaming at the top of their fucking lungs for the abolishment of guaranteed contracts in the NRL. Because they're fucking... Are you saying Who... the Tyrone Peachy contract was a bad one? Fucking... Well, no, okay, so... so the, the answer is tig- yes, that's exactly what you should be saying. If the Tigers need to attract some talent, we, and we know that's the case, right? How do they get that talent? No, Apart who's f- going to want to go there? Well, not only who's going to want to go there, but who's going to want to take anyone that currently is there? Yeah, well, the yeah, the answer to both questions is no one. Um, I, 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 can't, I can't see a way out of it. We continue, I t- I'll tell you the way they see the way out of it is to continue to sign players like... And this isn't just a Tyrone Peachy problem, right? but Tyrone Peachy is another one of those players that has bounced around a few clubs, has a certain reputation going around. James Robertson, another one. Um, has a certain reputation going around the NRL, and the Tigers fucking sign him on stupid money. $750,000 yep. a year. Give me a fucking break. And Who that wasn't that and, decision, and that's it. And that seven hundred fifty thousand wasn't uh, the result of uh, of a bidding war or anything either. Yeah, there was only one club after him. Yeah. So. Um, there's as I said before, it's not a, it's not just a Tyrone Peachy problem. It's a, it's it's a far greater, deep rooted issue within the club. Unfortunately, every weekend those problems morph into these types of performances on the field. And six, five, six times over the last 10 years or so, we've decided that the answer to that is to sack the coach and continue with our recruitment policies of signing players that on, on ridiculous money because they have a certain profile that, that someone, someone yeah. in a fucking desk, sitting behind a desk, stretching their quads at the centre of excellence, thinks that's a fucking good idea. Like, that profile you know, is worth seven hundred and fifty to $800,000 regardless of their performances on the field. I mean, you, you get Uppy next year, right? And he, he's a big addition. Huge. He's a big addition, but... Which but stops him putting fucking little in the side. Let's be but real. what impact does the culture have on a, on a guy like Appy? I, I back him as a professional to continue to put in, but we all know I, in the NRL I, it's... So here's the thing. I back him to put in <clears throat> until it becomes apparent that no one else is. Right? And here's the thing. Look look at Tamau. Tamau's last couple of seasons with Penrith, he was the consummate professional. Mm. You know? There was none of that lazy bullshit on the field. Now, given he wasn't been asked to do the job he is at the Tigers... Mm. Uh, but he's now in this place where it's like, oh, oh, so no one actually gives a fuck. Oh, geez, okay, fucking easy, easy to settle down then. Yeah, I can. It's, and to to Nate, your question earlier in the show about Brooks being dropped. Um, there's one argument about the timing of it, if it's legit, um, which isn't helpful, and certainly does nothing for Luke Brooks's confidence, which is. Um, despite him getting up in front of the media at you know some of the press conferences and stuff like that and jawing off 
Um, he's he's not that guy. He's not an alpha guy that's just going to shut all that out. It's going to eat away at him. It shows in the way he plays the game, and it showed shows in the way that he's responded over the last however many seasons since um, since playing under Cleary. <coughs> Once Cleary left, um, the knives came out for Brooks, and he's not been the same player. Um, I think it would actually benefit him if he was dropped, and I think it would benefit him even further if he went and played somewhere else. And I think a combination of competitors like Dewey and Jacko in the halves is a step in the right direction, but this it's it's a it's a fucking sorry state. It's a sorry state. If you're getting blasted by the Bulldogs like that and, and putting up not much of a fight two weeks yeah, look, after and, your coach and, has been and, sacked. And, and as, as well as the Bulldogs play, I mean, there's, there were two <laughs> two concerning things for the Bulldogs and they were both of the West Tigers tries. First thing, the way that Fox got bamboozled by that kick mm. for the try to offer makes me think, oh yeah, maybe Freddie did know what he was doing <laughs> in regards to not selecting him because he looked fucking... Idiotic, clueless, and not only yeah. not and not only was he clueless with the kick itself, but then he had plenty of himself and others with plenty of space and time to stop him from getting to that try line, yeah. and he still found a way to score that try. And then the other thing is, I mean, like the game was won, and I know people drop off and things like that, but letting Tamau dance through with minimal footwork under the posts, yeah, was uh, was a, another embarrassing moment as well. Yeah, which just shows that just just that slight that that you know massive massive improvement, but there's still like a there's still the underbelly of that old bulldog side <laughs> lurking trying to get back out. Okay. Nice, Matthew. He said sometimes footy can be a simple game. Essentially, the dogs move Jackson to the edge, gives King and TPJ some room to work, and also strengthens our edge defence. There you go, Nathan. He said every try is just another dagger into Trent's dogs coaching career. Yep. That's a revenge game from Mick Potter too. Yeah. Uh, ben, you said, serious question. Can the dogs make the eight and challenge on this current form? No. No. Calm down. Uh, Alexander, he said, Trent Barrett is the coaching equivalent of a weight vest for resistance training. <laughs> yes. Agreed. Love that one. There we are. That's us. Okay, so that was it. That was the games. And uh, coming up this weekend, we have uh, a standalone rep round. So, how do these games how do how do these games all line up in terms of the timing? Let me just check the check the schedule here. Okay, so we have um, women's internationals. We got uh, we got New Zealand and we got New Zealand versus Tonga on Saturday afternoon, which is going to be fucking great. And um, Samoa versus Cook Islands on Saturday after that one out of Campbelltown, Fiji versus Papua New Guinea after that. And then we've got the Origins on Sunday night. So what a fucking great weekend of action. And I think I think all of these games, you know, even if you're not a fan of watch of, you know, internationals, I mean, all of these games have so much for fucking NRL fans because you get so much talent into the into the sides this year. I mean, for me, I am loving it because they're like, you know, I can't wait to see Tonga, for example, because you've got, you know, three three of um, you know, the young stars from Manly in the Tongan side this year. Kieran Foran making his return to the Kiwis. Um, and like these sides are all fucking great. I mean, and when it comes to the, to the World Cup, 
it's looking like some some serious competition. Yeah. Especially coming out of the Kiwis, like the Kiwis looking, the Kiwis and the Tongan side look fucking great. Tongan in yeah. particular, and then yeah. probably to a lesser extent, you know, some on side. But fucking, there's like these guys give they, if they can keep their groups together. Yep. And uh, you know, you know, it makes it makes for a good sort of final final sort of six sides or top six sides in the World Cup. You know. Yeah, that's it. State of Origin sides have been have uh, have been announced, and uh, there's been some changes. In the New South Wales side, so uh, for New South Wales, we uh, I need to have my oh, there is game two there it is. So through COVID and uh, injury, New South Wales had to uh, change their centres with uh, Matt Burton coming in and joining Stephen Crichton in the centres. Um, what else? What other changes? What Appy will be starting at nine and um, pushing Damien Cook to the bench in number fourteen. Talakai comes in in 17. And look, I think that that is a guy that has legitimate utility value and he'll probably be more likely playing sort of a back row role when he comes on. And um, Jakey Turbo has been recalled to the side. New South Wales realising they had no heart and they had no defensive ability. And so they brought in the fucking most likable person in the game and to hype up the squad get around them, get get the boys around him and uh, get back on level terms in this series. Um, the Queensland side. So, uh, Xavier Coates injured, Ruben Cotter injured and the Hammer all injured. Uh, so, Bo Firma, Corey Oates and Walsh come into the 22-man squad. Talangi moves into the wing position in number five. Big Tino moves to lock. Collins comes into the starting side at prop and uh, Jai Arrow on the bench and... Uh, Smartly, I think they still they they left Carrigan on the bench as well uh, in Queensland because I think that him coming on after the initial exchanges mm. was one of the keys to victory in game one. Huge, yep. yeah, huge. Yeah. What do you reckon, Glenny? Um, I like the Queensland side. I think, despite the amount of changes they've had to make, I think it's actually a more combination-wise. It's more. It's a more stable. Um, side for New South Wales, obviously. Um, between you only have to look through the side. You have got Tao, Burton, Crichton, Luai, Cleary, Appy, Liam Martin, and I say Yo that all have played a hell of a lot of football together. Um, certainly familiar with one another's games. Um, and I think you're right about Jake Turbo. He is. Uh, I was surprised he was left out of game one, and I, I think he's. I don't think his form has been that far off to, to not be there. Uh, and I think his form in particular after he got dropped and he was a captain, captaining Manly for two weeks there. Mm. And uh, it, it was great. And so I think it made it a pretty easy decision for Freddie. Yeah. I just Especially think, looking at the I way think that his they, defense, the defense in the middle. Yeah. yeah. His defense in the middle against a Papali'i is crucial. There's no, there's no give in him. And, and the mm. way he acts as blokes... Just, I, I think that was a massive moment for Queensland. That just the amount of ground that they were able to um, get over the advantage line in game one, um, and then with Cotter and, and Carrigan um, off the back of that, they they just never let their let their foot off the off the pedal. But Jakey's Jake. 
Turbo's defence has the capacity to knock those guys back on their ass and, and halt them. And mm-hmm. I, I think New South Wales missed that. But yeah, um, it's, not, it's not just a case of missed tackles <clears throat> as well. I mean, he's also the highest error-producing in defence. Like, I mean, he's tackling as well. Pops the ball out more than yeah, anyone exactly. else, and, you know, which, which is crucial. I'll tell you what, my, my worry is, and the, the changes are good, and I support the changes, you know, for the most part. But, but what undid New South Wales in game one was Freddie's rotations. So he can make all the fucking changes in the world. But the concern I still have, and, and it was when he fucking named that side, as soon as he named that first side and came out and fucking said that, that we, we've got Daniel Tupu on the side to combat yeah. the fucking leaping ability of Queensland. Has to has to remind you of the days, like I said, the Bo no? Scott in the centres. Yeah, and- that's it. You know? Yeah. Um, and and again, nothing nothing against Jakey, and it was definitely needed to shore up some defensive attitude in the centre. But but if he's gone in there with the mindset of oh fuck, we need to contain Queensland, uh, then then that doesn't fucking speak well for for rotations during the game. So hopefully... Mm. Um, and do you think it was as much Freddie not quite getting the timing of his changes and rotations right and Slater absolutely fucking nailing his? Yes. Sl- you know? Slater nailed it, but also <laughs> Freddie selecting Stephen Crichton on the bench was fucking stupid. And I don't know if it really mattered what it, when he introduced him to the to the side. Like... It was going to change things that didn't need to be changed because there's no, there's never a point where you need to replace a fucking centre in the game. Yeah, you know this this time. I mean, I know not, I know nominally, you know, Talakai is a centre in quotes, but he's all he's a fucking back rower that's you know that that can play in the centres, and so he has utility value and he will be part of the forward rotation in the side and yep. he'll attack edges and you know and and, yeah. and hopefully bring his center the the speed and footwork that has you know characterized his you know stint in the centers with the bulk you know that you know that he that he you know a forward would have yeah and so and look he's he's probably reached the the highest pinnacle that any sharks player could hope to in that he's essentially being asked to be a poor man's bill kicker so um <laughs> You know, this this is probably a career highlight for him, where he can emulate um, a, a proper football player. So, I think Ang- Angus Crichton's lucky to be there, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would agree. They need to get the brain genius. So, I mean, like you know, is is, um, is Billy Slater using <clears throat> Kevy's brain genius to to uh, brainwash the players before the game? Because they really <laughs> like Fred, Freddie. Freddie needs to hire him so he can just get him in, get in Talakai's head and just be like, oh, like. Queensland side. I'm going to read it out for you. Number one, Morgan Harper. In number two jersey, Morgan Harper. In the three jersey, Morgan Harper. In the four, Morgan Harper. And just brainwash him into believing they're all Morgan Harper. And, just uh, fucking Manchurian candidate. Yeah, exactly. Into just, seeing everyone. In, in which case, six 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 tries to fucking Talakai and a, and a big and a big win to the Mighty Blues. Look, I th- yeah, I think I think this is a much better side. I mean, like I I love the idea. Of if you're going to make an interchange, you know, like in in the, uh, in the in the hooking, fucking great to have someone like Cook come on. Uh, Cook come on when people, are, you know, when players yep. are, are tired, fucking great idea. That's it. Um, I, I think yeah, Paul will do the job. I, I think Crichton will do a job. Uh, Talakai, 
you know, I want to think the best. And the fact that there's just so many combination ready Penrith players in the, you know, in the extended spine, if you want to talk, you know, 2022 yeah. with 13 and include that in there, then surely that's got to give, if nothing else, that gives Cleary options on both sides. And so if there's any discomfort or anything that was, you know, causing him to go through bad options last time, surely the fact that he's got like Penrith players on either side means that he can generate something this time. And then and I would just like the, to hope that he, you know, does something about his long kicking as well. Um, prediction. Give me a score, Glennie. Queensland 12-10. Not many points in this game, you're saying? No, tight game. Tight game. Tight, tight, tight. <sighs> 22-6 New South Wales. Oof. I think Queensland got 12 points in them. I agree with Glenny. Uh, I think uh, New South Wales, with their new combinations and the fact that it's uh, it's all on the line. And, Must uh, win. The, and, and the ghosts of Perth last year haunting Queensland. I think New South Wales will win this game by a scoreline of 30 points to 12. Whoa. There we go. Bank it. House on. Let's well go. Done. Let's go on Blues. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I don't want to make any bold predictions on these. Uh, you just on, did on these other on these other interna- on these oh. other internationals. Let me finish my sentence, cunt. No, Jesus, so, Jesus Christ, Glennie. thirty to twelve, mate. It's not a fucking huge flogging. You can, you, you'll, all, you'll bounce back. All fucking episode. We've just had our first podcast and offer. Glennie's fucking rushed up. <laughs> rushed up. <laughs> fucking hell. These little A and B defenders fucking standing at attention, running for. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> running straight dick. at me. Um. <laughs> I don't have any predictions really to make on these uh, on, on these other games. I just can't wait to see. I can't wait to see the the ceremonies, the starts of the games. Yeah, fuck yeah. I, I think they're, they're. I particularly love the fucking the Fijian, but uh, New Zealand Tonga. I expect to be a, a game of high intensity, and there's a ton of good players in there. And um, I'm loving the fact that you know Cole is starting fullback, and uh, and you got Christian uh, Hamali in that side as well. So I'm fucking very excited. To see these games, and um, bring it off. That's about. That's yeah, that, Look, that's about it, fellas. That's us. done. So, uh, if you got anything else, say your piece right now. In the Fuck meantime, me, what do you think? Oh, yeah, don't be like that. You are. If you really want to, if you really want to fu- fuck Nathan. Consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash tool nation. <laughs> Highest membership <laughs> goes into a, goes into a raffle. <laughs> Uh, oh, my grandfather, my grandfather, grandfather weekend. Fucking, uh, it's a, it's a twillgasm. It's a, it's a private members part. Member, Imagine members orgy. the influx of people we're gonna get now. Everyone's like, I'm just here to fuck Nate. Yeah, yeah. And look, you know, I'm, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm here. For, I'm, I'm here to fuck you all as well. So I'll t- bring I'll that shit. I'll tell you what. On. It would be very fucking disappointing when you know before the weekend you jazzed for it and you're like, oh, look, such a spread of raffle purchases to fuck me and this and then you arrive there and every single ticket's been purchased under a pseudonym by Ned I was going to say the <laughs> I was like look look you know a man's word is his bond <laughs> 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 gotta do what you gotta do that's um, it now the supporter packs 
have been on sale for one week and the response has been great. We're probably, it's funny, we're halfway through the pre-sale period. We're probably about halfway through the supporter packs. The hoodies are open edition. As many as we sell are as many as we shall produce. So you have until the, uh, I think it was about midnight on the 28th of June. So it's about a week, just under a week from now. Get to thisweekinleague.com, hit shop, and you'll see the supporter packs and their contents. And you'll also see the... uh, 2022 hoodie available there for purchase get in quickly you do have until the uh until midnight or 11 59 p.m on the uh 28th of june to get those in want to get them produced pretty quickly and out there for people so uh get on it and uh if you miss out i'm sorry you were warned fellas there and ladies are. now Mate, now is your chance to say out us. with a green hoodie yes Glennie, i'll get up with a green hoodie you want another black hoodie as well yeah Fuck off, worn the shit out of these. Yeah, they're good, aren't they? Oh, I fucking love yep. it. Yep. They'll be, be green hoodies and everything all, all around. And also the uh, for the patrons on the highest two tiers, the first merch drop will be coming at the same time, basically going to run everything through at the same time. If you haven't heard from Glenny, patrons at the top levels, we will need your T-shirt slash polo shirt size. So run that through the, the Patreon messaging system on there uh, and let us know and make sure that we have your updated delivery addresses as well. Don't fuck me around. My spreadsheet is coming together but your sizes, there's a few fucking gaps in the sizes from people that have commented previously. So, hook me up. Don't make Glenn Glenn cry. Don't don't fucking make Glenn go back on historical data. If if you've put on some fucking COVID kilos, (laughs) no no shame in that. (laughs) Yep. And I just, I just wanted to finish off with a little something. Um, one of the things that, that impressed me during the pandemic was the way that the community of listeners came together and were there for each other and and just helped out when when some people were going through really tough times and, and other people were, were struggling in, in their own ways. Um, shit's getting hard out there at the moment and there's a whole bunch of scary stuff happening and... And no one really, really knows what's happening in the next six months with a, a lot of things like cost of living and all of that shit. So I just want to put it out there, guys. If, if we can help out, you know, we, we've all got our own little bits of expertise in, in various parts of the world. Um, but if you're struggling, jump in the Facebook group and say so. I'll put a little thread up there for, for people to chat with, just like we did during the pandemic. Um, if you want to, you know, DM us privately, if there's anything we can do to, to help, obviously I'll put the fucking caveat out there that we do not know you. And so nothing constitutes financial advice. Um, we, we are happy to give general tips and tricks from, from our own professions if they apply to you. And if, if we can help you out, we'd love to. Can you uh, slip us 50 grand? No. Fuck. No, I can't. Worth a uh, shot. What if I DM yeah, you? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. DM me. Um, but yeah, don't uh, don't don't suffer in silence. You've got a great community of, of friends and, and fellow listeners out there that would love to help. And and if we can help out with any sort of advice around you know, money or budgeting or how to do things more effectively, we'll help where we can, where we have time. That is some true Dairy Cream vibe from a man that died a week ago. Delightful. Look, it's fucking... 
Jesus 2022. <laughs> he's seen. He, he's seen. He saw. He saw the light, and he was. Uh, and he and he turned away from the light at the last moment. Motherfucker and walks also, on water in Jordan's. And, and also remember, <laughs> churches are tax-free organizations. <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking hell! How good. Uh, he was it. He went. He, he he went to sleep on Wednesday night after texting us to say he couldn't do the show, and then he woke up and he was in a hotel, fucking, and uh, and and he's and he had a he had a briefcase and he's fucking and he's, all his ID yeah. said he was his name was Kevin Finity, and he's <laughs> and he and he was walking around and he, and he and he couldn't get he couldn't get home, and uh, he's woken up with a new appreciation for life. I don't get it. Firecrackers, and Tyson Gamble. How good. And a dragon costume, but only the ass end. And that's it. I'll see you next week. Bye. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.